0: You are locked on Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers.
1: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: It's a great day to be a Clemson Tiger. Welcome to Locked On Clemson, folks. It is Friday. I know we're all super excited about that. One day closer to the big showdown in Charlotte. I'm stoked about it. I know you are. We got a good show for you today. To start the show, we're going to be recapping the 2021 early signing day for the Tigers. Pretty status quo if you ask me. We're gonna walk through the players that made it official with the Tigers, as well as talk about which recruits could potentially be instant hits. I know you wanna hear about that. After that, we're gonna talk about the defensive game plan for Notre Dame this time around. Maybe see if we can do something different with a fully healthy defensive squad this time. I know Brent Vittables has something up his sleeve. Last up, we'll be talking about some players that could potentially return to the Tigers football team next season the eligibility rule being waived because of COVID this year. So stick around. We've got a great show for you in the works. I'm your host, Ellis Tolbert. Follow me on Twitter at Ellis Tolbert, E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T. I would love to chat sports with you. Be sure to subscribe to Locked On Clemson. You can find that wherever you get your podcast and you can do it for free 99. That's can't get any cheaper than that. That way you can get all the episodes as soon as they drop. If you'll do me a huge favor after you do that, leave a review on the show, and when you're done with that, slap a jumbo size five-star rating on the show. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go ahead and get into it. 2021 early signing day for the Tigers. Early signing period, 2021 for the Clemson Tigers. Pretty status quo, like I said earlier. Uh, you got everyone that you thought you were going to get. The only surprise that the Clemson Tigers got was 2021 cornerback commit out of Westlake High School to Atlanta, Georgia, Nate Wiggins. He was an LSU commit, recently flipped to the Clemson Tigers, the better Tigers in my opinion. Uh, and that's a really big get. But outside of that, again, everyone else, you thought you were going to get them, and you did. Signed their LOI on Wednesday, made it official. Uh, 18 players in this class, that's good for fifth by ESPN really good haul i think the players that they signed this time around uh are going to be able to contribute some of these guys are going to need a little bit more development in this program they're a little raw and will need some help the other guys will be ready to go they're pre-baked uh grown men ready to play some football so let's hear a little bit about what Dabo sweeney had to say about this
1: uh always excited when this day comes around and and today was another great day for us um you know, Christmas is next Friday, but really kind of came early for us. Uh, you know, signing eighteen uh, uh, new Tigers uh, in a week, where we're going to see sixteen current Tigers graduate uh, today and tomorrow. Super proud of of our graduates, and as we head into postseason uh, this Saturday, uh, I believe we've got twenty three graduates on the roster. Uh, a couple of those already have their master's degrees as well, and so. You know that's one side of it. When you see guys that you, you know, all the way back in high school, and they come and they grow and they transform, and and now they're leaving as graduates. And uh, and then you get this side of it uh, where you have this great just energy and and uh, new guys that have chosen to come be a part of your program. I mean, it just never gets old seeing a a young man choose Clemson, especially. Nowadays, You know, where our program is, where our brand is, uh, we, we, we have a, a national brand. We can recruit all over the country from California to Texas to, you know, uh, Florida, Ohio, you name it, all the way to, uh, you know, we've, we've signed kids up in Connecticut and so forth. But this year I think we had nine states represented in this class. Uh, but these are, these are 18 guys that really could have gone anywhere they wanted to go. Uh, And the fact that they chose uh, to come to Clemson, believe in who we are as people, believe in uh, the philosophy, the culture of our program. Uh, Man, I'm just very grateful for that. And and that's also a credit to the young men that are here uh, because they're the ones who live it every day and they're the ones who, uh, you know, they're our greatest ambassadors.
0: Let's go ahead and talk about some potential breakout players, in my opinion, in this 2021 Clemson recruiting cycle. I I think there's some players that are going to make some really big names for themselves early on in their career we're going to talk offense and defense and we'll start with the offensive side of the ball uh, i want to start over there with five-star running back out of weddington high school matthews north carolina that is will shipley he is an all-purpose running back getting comps in the nfl to christian mccaffrey and he deserves every bit of it he's a fantastic player 511 210 pounds you can use him in any personnel grouping Uh, He can be a four-down running back for you, capable of inside, outside zone, power game. Uh, He's got good pass pro skills. You can even line him up at slot. Uh, He can run with the best of them. He's going to be coming in with another uh, really good running back out of Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia. That's Phil Maffa, four-star running back. Great body, 6'1", 210 pounds, maybe 215 when he gets to Clemson. Runs a lot like Raymond Priester. If you're a Clemson fan, that makes you excited. These two guys are going to be coming into a loaded Clemson running back room. Uh, It's going to be interesting who wins those jobs. I feel like uh, Will Shipley is going to have an opportunity to play a little bit sooner just because of his versatility. Again, you can even play him in special teams, kick and punt return. Uh, But both of these guys and the rest of the guys on the roster will be trying to... uh, Take over for the greatest ever in Clemson history. That's Travis Etienne. Big shoes to fill, but I think these guys will be very fine. And then another player on the offensive side of the ball that I want to keep my eyes on this year, I think he's going to be the sleeper of the class. That's four star Cardinal Gibbons wide receiver Choice Dilatos. Down between Ohio State and Clemson, uh, Coach Hartline and Jeff Scott. <laughs> and Jeff Scott won this one, so uh, tip your cap to that one. This kid has bravado. He has grit. He has that swagger that he's going to beat you every single time off of the line. He's got great influence off of the line with his route running. Um, He just reminds me of a good combination of Adam Humphreys and Hunter Renfro. He's got all the best of both of those guys. He's sneaky fast. He's going to run a lot of crossers, mesh concepts, even bang eights. If you go to his high school highlights on YouTube or Huddle or something like that, he runs the same plays over and over. Those three concepts, and he's never touched. And if he's in open field, you're not going to catch him uh, if you haven't already. So I think he's going to come in. He's going to have a spot. This is something that Clemson has been missing. That sticks guy, get that first down, but he can do more than that. So super excited about having choice the lotto. On the defensive side of the ball, we're going to talk about probably the headliner, in my opinion. And that's Barrett Carter out of North Granite High School in Georgia. Uh, this guy is going to play that nickel sam spot. So he's listed as a DB in recruiting uh, at Clemson, at least. Uh, he's playing that spot that Mike Jones Jr. is playing now and was made famous by uh, Isaiah Simmons. He's that jack-of-all-trade type player. This is why those guys are in those spots, because you can put them anywhere. He's got the speed. Cover skills to play safety if you need him to with the best receivers and tight ends out there. But he's also got the body frame, 6'1", 230 pounds. He can come down and be an enforcer in the box. And he can also rush the passer like nobody's business. So this guy's going to get on the field really early in his career. Super excited about him. And then the other player, four-star defensive tackle out of Dudley High School, Greensboro, North Carolina, Peyton Page. He is 6'4". Listen to me. 6'4". 360 pounds if that doesn't scream dexter lawrence i don't know what does he's going to be an earth mover of course he's probably going to need to drop a little bit of that baby fat and the power hour uh with coach batson And he's probably going to play around 340 just for maximal ability, kind of like Dexter Lawrence. But he's going to be in a crowded room at DT. you're talking about Tyler Davis, Brian Brzee, who's already made a name for himself this freshman season. You still don't know what's going to happen with Niles Pinckney. He could come back. Jordan Williams. Uh, You're going to talk about Root could be moved back inside. There's a lot of players in that rotation. But because of his size, what he can do in run fitting, you can play him zero, one, or 3 technique, doesn't matter. Uh, This guy's going to get on the field. I promise you that just with that size alone and his technique, great hands, too. So I think there's some other players. I'll talk about Will Taylor really quick. He is actually a athlete coming into Clemson. He's a three star recruit. I know a lot of people go, oh, three stars. He's really that good. He reminds me of Hunter Renfro because he was a quarterback at Dutch Fork High School. He's going to be coming to Clemson to play wide receiver. He is fast. He might even be one of the fastest, if not the next fastest player on the team. And that's crazy when you consider Frank Ladson is going to run a sub 4 four forty. Uh, this kid can fly. He's also going to be a baseball player for Monty Lee and the Clemson Tigers. Uh, I know he's going to enjoy not having to have a scholarship taken up by a kid that's already on scholarship for football. He's an elite at baseball, too. Kid can make all those throws, so if we need him to play quarterback in an emergency situation, he can. I talked about that on yesterday's episode, but he's a little shorter than you'd like him to be, uh, or coming in around a 5'10", maybe 5'11", but he can get it done. We've seen this before. Tucker Israel was not six foot either, so we'll see what happens. But he's got skill set to really make a name for himself. I like this class a lot. There's going to be even more players. Of course, Dakari Collins and Bo Collins are going to make a lot of noise for themselves. And you got the offensive line. Those guys are going to be fantastic. But these guys are the ones that I think are going to be the breakout players. Coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk about the defensive game plan, some things that I think that Brent Venables might do now that he has a healthy squad going into the ACC title game against Notre Dame. You're listening to Locked On Clemson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button and get ready for whatever's next? Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset. And when you do, that's when you reach for a Coors Light. It's made to chill. Coors Light wants you to know that no matter what sport is on this fall, Saturdays are your time to chill. Even if your team isn't playing this year, there are still plenty of teams and sports on TV that can give you the excuse to just chill and drink a beer. Football is therapeutic defense. It's uninterrupted me time and an excuse to just chill and drink that beer. It's a mountain cold refreshment, made to chill. Coors Light is cold lager, cold filtered and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Rockies, perfect for a moment to unwind. The perfect time to sit down and drink that beer is at halftime. When the game is already tight, you want to know what's going to happen. You're stressed out. You're going to crack open that ice cold Coors Light and drink it and just chill out. So Coors Light is the one that I choose when I need to unwind. And when you need to hit that reset button, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. And as always, celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Be sure to join us here on Monday on Locked On Clemson for a full episode of the ACC title game recap between the Clemson Tigers and the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. You're listening to Locked On Clemson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's talk some defense. Clemson defense versus the Notre Dame offense. Of course, the last time this came around, gave up 47 points, 33 points in regular time and 518 total yards. Just not a good performance. But of course, this comes with a caveat. Clemson was down three players that are very important on that side of the ball. As much as I don't like to use that as an excuse, it's true. It's just the facts. There's also a lot of players that went down during the game on that side of the ball. You had to pretty much clear out the bench. This game might be a little bit different, though, in the ACC title. You're going to have a full tank for the Clemson Tigers this time defensively. Uh, You're going to have new sense of confidence. You're going to have an urgency to win. (laughs) The playoffs are looming. We're going to talk about some scheme stuff, what happened last time, what they can do this time, things that Tommy Reese, offensive coordinator at Notre Dame, likes to do with Ian Book. We'll also see some good matchups in this one, too. So we'll talk about all of that. Thank you for sticking with us here at Locked On Clemson. So again, gave up 47 points, 33 in regular time, 518 total yards given up. Notre Dame was really balanced in that 518 yards, though. 310 passing yards out of Ian Book. He was 22 of 39. Not a bad night. Rushing, though, is what really did it for Notre Dame. That's what kept them uh, in the lead in this game. Even though Clemson really, really tried to come in and establish their own, they just couldn't offensively. It looked very balanced for Clemson. They were rushing the ball just as much as Notre Dame did. I mean, (laughs) they came out with 33 to 40 difference. Clemson running the ball 33 times, Notre Dame running it 40 times. Clemson had one yard per rush, though. Notre Dame had 5.2. And that's the thing that I want to start with this time. Again, Notre Dame's claim to fame is always going to be the run game. When they are running exceptionally well, they're hard to beat. Outside of a couple of really, really good one-on-one matchup wins for Notre Dame uh, on the outsides with the receivers, they really just established the run in this game. And that's what happened. They also extended the game. They extended their drives on third downs. Pretty regularly, uh, ten of nineteen on third down. Now, I mean, they were moving the ball at will at one point, so it's very important that Clemson uh, continues to be able to stop this run. So that's that's thing number one. Last time, Clemson didn't really want to bring as much pressure. They didn't have a whole lot of pressure packages as they normally would when you see a guy like Jamie Skowski in the middle, just because he can diagnose things a little bit faster. Uh, he knows how to get off of blocks. He's really good in traffic. Jake Venables, not so much. He's still a young player trying to figure that out, playing up against a very veteran offensive line at Notre Dame. Now you're going to be coming in with some little bit of a question mark. You got Tyler Davis back on the defensive line. That's going to make a huge difference, and especially because Jarrett Patterson, starting center is not going to be playing in this game. Backup Zeke Correll is going to be hurt, too. He's got a hobbled ankle. I don't know if he's going to be 100% for this game. Honestly, uh, that's a bad matchup regardless with Tyler Davis. And now that he has a bad ankle, that's even worse. They're going to probably bring in Josh Lug, right tackle uh, to play that center spot. He's really tall, though. I don't know how that's going to work out. Reminds me of a Sean Pollard type guy, 6'6", 6'7", type body. That's going to really plug up a lot of the run fits for the defense. And that's really going to hurt Notre Dame. Tommy Reese does not like to use a lot of outside runs. They like to make slow developing inside zone runs. They're really good with it, too. That's opening up everything for Ian Book. Ian Book was a magician out there. It was hard to get him down. He wasn't sacked that often in this game. It's just one of those things he can keep a clean jersey because he's so good at getting out of tackles and getting out of sacks. You've got to be able to watch him. But I don't think you should have a dedicated spy in this game. What I think you should do is have an extra uh, rusher in this game. Again, when you have a guy like Jamie Skalski blowing up the middle, what that's going to do is overmatch the O-line. If you bring in more than they can block, say they're in a five-man protection, uh, if you're bringing six people because you're bringing that extra Mike Jones type body or Baylin Specter on the other side at will, what you're going to be able to do is capitalize where they're not at. So Ian Book would have to win a one-on-one in the backfield uh, with one of those guys coming at him hard. You can even probably bring down a Landon Sanders. Just depends on if you want to have a one-high look and maybe even go man-on-man. I like the matchup uh, with Darian Kendrick and uh, Andrew Booth on the other side against the receivers at Notre Dame. I know Skoronik's making a lot of plays. Uh, I know that Lindsay might probably be out there. What I'm most concerned about is the tight end play. Uh, Notre Dame has three really good tight ends. Michael Mayer really was able to take advantage of Trenton Simpson. Last time Trenton Simpson was a new starter. Uh, wasn't exactly sure what to do. Didn't play fast yet because he wasn't there. And now he's a talented player but it's hard to do it when you don't know exactly what you're doing in that uh, nickel Sam spot. I don't think he's going to have nearly as much success against a guy like Mike Jones. Uh, same with Trimble. Trimble's out there blocking his butt off. But I don't know if this time is going to be the same. I think Clemson is going to come with an exotic package. I can also see Clemson using some kind of a Tampa two type look to bait any kind of middle field throws uh, to Ian Book, maybe get some picks on that one. I can see Jamie Skalski doing that one as well. I can see Clemson also, too, uh, rolling coverage, doing combo coverages on one side, having a trap corner one, also having someone else play a combo of two and one in the back. I'm interested in seeing if Clemson gets aggressive, though. I want to see if Clemson's going to bring the house, like I said. If they do that, I think you get to Ian Book. He's known for running around playing backyard football, but you can knock the kid down. If you look to Louisville, he just has a really hard problem of running his own lineman, but you have to get leverage. You have to push the line of scrimmage backwards. If they're winning up front in the trenches on either side of the ball, this game's over for Clemson. But I feel like Clemson's D line has a really good shot pushing everything back now especially if you have a healthy brian brzee uh you have a healthy tyler davis you're using that good rotation that defensive end with miles murphy you probably want to bring him out just because he's a big end you could probably make a lot of things work with that you can also use xavier thomas as a rush end maybe even stand him up have that weird look that they had uh last packages where they had uh miles murphy and brian brzee inside uh, you can do a lot of different things and really confuse Ian Book. Now, you're not going to confuse him as much because he's a very veteran player who has played a lot of football for Notre Dame. Very winning quarterback, too. He's Like I said yesterday, he's behind Trevor Lawrence in all-time wins. But I think if you can get them playing behind the sticks early downs, if they want to run the ball with Kyron Williams and Chris Tyree, you want to get them stopped early. Again, you cannot allow them to have 5.2 yards rushing. That That's unacceptable. You just can't do it. What that's doing is opening up the pass game for Notre Dame, uh, and, and that's where Notre Dame is dangerous, particularly if they're running successfully. So, again, I think Clemson can do a lot of different things. also think that you can bring in a different type of guy in Tyler Venables, maybe run a, uh, a more – take a linebacker out, kind of the LSU type uh, game plan where you're only really running with two linebackers or one linebacker at, at any moment and bring back uh, a guy like Mike Jones Jr., have him in the secondary. Uh, He's going to win a matchup with a lot of those guys. He's probably bigger and stronger than a guy uh, like Avery Davis. I'm just interested in seeing if Clemson does get creative with their defensive game plan. You can't do the same thing you did last time. That was unsuccessful. But again, if you get them playing nervous, if you have them behind the sticks early, if you have them playing just very inconsistently along the offensive line, Clemson can definitely win this game. I think they can keep them under 30 in this game if they play well. And I know that sounds crazy under 30, but uh, Notre Dame's a really good team. They're 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 great, uh, but we'll see what happens with it, though. Uh, I, I do have full confidence in Brent Venable playing in the playoffs, uh, and these players are healthy. They're going to be wanting to you know, take back that loss that they had in November. So I'm looking forward to it. If you stick with us in the next segment, we're going to be talking about players that could potentially come back for Clemson next season. You're listening to Locked On Clemson, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What is your wall? How do you break through it? When you're feeling sluggish and exhausted, what do you go to do break that wall? I don't know about you, but I go to Built Go. Built Go is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's in fact natural and lasting. It's easy to take in these little 1.5 ounce packages. You can even put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation you'll ever make. It work. You can put it in your golf bag to power through the back nine, or even in your pocket just to get through the day. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors like peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Now, you might ask, how does this all work? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein and is loaded with the good stuff to ignite my work, like beta alanine, B3, honey, and a kick of caffeine just to get you going, as well as all the B vitamins you can get. The folks over at BuiltGo are great. They're great to me. And these are the same folks that brought you BuiltBar. So you know this stuff is awesome. And I'm going to tell you something now. If you visit BuiltGo.com and you use promo code LOCKED, you'll get 20% off of your next order. Again, go to BuiltGo.com. Use promo code for 20% off. Let's go break that wall. We've got some big games coming up this weekend, and betting on the Clemson Tigers doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast, hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. We're all in at Locked On Clemson. Thanks for sticking with us. In this final segment, we'll be talking about some players that we think will be coming back to the Clemson Tigers football program in 2021 and the others that will absolutely be gone. There's zero chance that they'll come back. Of course, NCAA said that everyone can come back this year. You're going to get an eligibility waiver for one free year. So that's going to be interesting, especially when you consider recruiting classes coming in and trying to fit everybody on the roster. Uh, I'm guessing they're allowing teams to expand on their roster of 85. Uh, and probably just consider the seniors as uh, a student. (laughs) They don't count against the cap. So we'll talk about all of that and more. Thanks for sticking with us. Let's start on the defensive side of the ball. I think one of the players that probably will come back, he's got a decision to make, is Nolan Turner, safety. I think Nolan hasn't quite made a name for himself enough for an NFL draft spot. Um, I think he could if we saw what we did with a guy like Tanner Muse. Of course, I think Tanner Muse might be a little bit more athletic than uh, a guy like Nolan Turner. He's definitely faster. Uh, he, he could play that linebacker spot. That's what really helped him out in Oakland. But I think Nolan's probably more of a fundamental player. He's not going to be the fastest guy on the field. He's not going to be the hardest hitter on the field. He's not going to be the one that can jump the highest. But he's just always very consistent for the Tigers. I think if he came back for another year, which would be yet another year in this program, uh, he could be even better, and that would just help out this secondary. you got a lot of players that uh, are vying for spots in there, and the competition is going to be hot. You look at a guy like Joseph Charleston and Jalen Phillips and guys like Ray Mickens. You're going to be bringing in Makuba in this class. But I, I, I do think that Nolan Turner probably will come back to the program. I, I think if he doesn't, uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with with the NFL draft. Maybe he has a spot on the coaching staff. Who knows? He might start as a GA, but I think Nolan Turner could definitely come back. And he's a great player, too. Another player that's been getting a lot of NFL buzz right now on the draft boards is Darion Kendrick, cornerback. He's played exceptionally well at that spot. I think a lot of people were surprised that he was going to be that good. One of the ACC's best cornerbacks. If he can have a really good showing in these postseason games, he might have an opportunity to go. I don't think he does, though. I think he stays for another year at Clemson unless he gets a really good draft grade. I'm talking like first or second round type stuff. I think he's probably a second rounder right now. Uh, We'll have to see more on that. But I think he comes back. Another guy that has a chance to come back is Niles Pinckney along the defensive line. He's a player who's had a lot of injuries at Clemson. He's been shuffled behind a lot of different players along the D-line. Obviously, Dexter Lawrence. You had uh, Albert Huggins there. There's just a lot of players that are playing. And now you're having the resurgence of guys like Jordan Williams and newcomers like Brian Brzee. Uh, it's just going to really be really hard for him to stay. But at the same time, it's going to be really hard for him to go. I don't know that he's really high on anyone's boards right now. Maybe he's just done playing football. He's been there for a very long time. I think he has an opportunity to come back and be at Clemson and play, though. He, he, he could definitely be one of those veteran guys that Clemson needs. Uh, this is why Clemson's D-line was so good in 2018, because they had been there together for a while. On the other side of the ball, there are a few other players that I think could come back to. Cornell Powell is one of those guys. I think he's making some money for himself right now, but I wouldn't say for sure he's gone. Uh, He's a fifth-year player right now. There's nothing stopping him from being a sixth-year player. He's already been redshirted, so this would just be like his fifth year, technically. We're seeing that he can be a very good player. He's a deep threat now, uh, and he demands respect. (laughs) The only thing is, uh, you know, a little too late. For everybody on their draft boards, sometimes you can excel, but it's going to take for me a really good postseason, him continuing to play as well as he is now. And if he does leave, having a really good uh, combine would be good for him. But I, I do think right now the way he's trending, the way he's playing, he, he might be a goner. Along the offensive line, there's not a lot of guys that I would think would go right now. I think a guy like Jackson Carmen has a shot. He could be a top five tackle taken in the NFL draft. We know they love Lyman, but he's not going to be anywhere near the first or second tackle taken in this draft right now. I think the stock went down a little bit. Panay Sewell's probably still going to be the first tackle taken off the board. Uh, but he could definitely come back for another season for the Tigers. It would be great, though, because that would just help this offensive line be even more uh, experienced going into 2021 season. Let's talk about some guys that are absolutely going, though. I think Amari Rodgers is gone. Uh, great receiver over the past few years. They can use him in the NFL. He's got that skill set that can play uh, special teams. He can come in and be a slot for someone. The NFL loves slot receivers. Uh, I think he's probably gone. I also think that Trevor Lawrence is a done deal. <laughs> We've seen the last of Trevor Lawrence in Death Valley. Unfortunately, he's probably going to be taken number one overall. I, I don't even why I said probably. He's going to be taken number one overall if he comes out. Trevor Lawrence is gone. Travis Etienne is gone as well. I don't think he comes back again. He already came back this year and surprised everyone. Uh, but he's he's gone for sure. I, I, I don't see him coming back. At all, uh, but for the most part, I think this Clemson team is going to stay together. I think there's going to you're going to lose a lot of production in Trevor Lawrence, uh, Amari Rodgers, and Travis Etienne, uh, probably with Cornell Powell too. Of course, a lot of people don't understand that this is the best passing offense year that we've had in a long time at Clemson, maybe even ever. Uh, They surpassed the 2016 team uh, by a few yards per game uh, uh, on the season. So this team is really good. We're going to lose that production. But overall, I think Clemson is going to reload and really reload with some of the players that they already have on roster. So super excited about the 2021 season. And that about wraps up the show. Thank you guys for sticking with us again next episode. We're going to be talking about the Notre Dame game recap on Monday. Uh, Hopefully that game will go the way we want it to We're excited about it But uh, if not, Clemson still has a lot to play for In the postseason And to start next season uh, They're going to come back with a vengeance Please feel free to follow me on Twitter At Ellis Tolbert That's E-L-L-I-S-T-O-L-B-E-R-T I want to continue the conversation there Tell me your thoughts and opinions uh, On these subjects And just in general of the show You know, we don't have a whole lot of ratings On Apple and uh, Spotify podcasts We want you to do that too Speaking of which feel free to subscribe to the show locked on clemson part of the lockdown podcast network you can find that wherever you get your podcast for free uh, that way you can get the episodes as soon as they drop another thing we need you to do for us it would be really really critical for you to do this uh, go ahead and rate the show five stars go ahead and leave us a nice review saying all oh, a bunch of nice things because you know you love the clemson tigers As always, it's great to be a Clemson Tiger. Hope you have a great weekend, and I'll see you here Monday. Go Tigers!